welcome back to Mid Wretched for a very special episode today. We are super excited. We did not plan this at all, but Tommy, you want to give us a rundown of what we're going to jump into? Yeah, sure. So we were very, very fortunate to have um, Abby, who is the daughter of Crystal Grubb, whose case we covered um, in season two, episodes seven and eight. We talked about Crystal's unsolved murder in Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, At the time, Abby was a really little kid. And uh, she reached out to us and said she listened to our story and wanted to come on and just kind of talk about her mom and the case from her perspective. So we were really, really excited to be able to welcome her on. A little bit of a recap on that case. Crystal Grubb was a 29-year-old mother of two in 2010. Um, She grew up in Bloomington, Indiana, which is where she was living at the time of her murder as well. So... On September 19th, Crystal went missing at about 7.30 p.m. And when questioned by the police the next day, the three men that Crystal had last been seen with all told pretty dubious stories about what her whereabouts were. About a week later, her body was found in a cornfield not far away from the last place that she had been seen. To date, nobody has been charged or prosecuted for her murder, and it is considered an unsolved open case. Hello, Abby. Hi, Abby. Hi, Abby. Hi, Abby. We're good. We're good. We're excited to meet you. I'm so glad that you contacted us. I'm glad I get to meet you guys too. Yeah, we're really just happy to have heard from you, and, and glad that you listened. And. Um, yeah, we were just really kind of honestly touched by it, the fact that you reached out. So we really appreciate that. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. So uh, we just kind of wanted to dive right in, if that's okay with you. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Okay, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I just turned 18, September 17th. I am Happy birthday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I'm a senior in high school. Uh, after high school, I plan to go to hopefully Franklin College and become a teacher. We love teachers here. <laughs> That's great. That's my day job. That's awesome. But um, I've done theater for almost four years. And... Oh, that's wonderful. So did you, um, do you still live in Bloomington? No, I actually moved away from Bloomington. Okay. Gotcha. Did your whole family kind of move away from Bloomington? Um, no, my mom's side stays in Bloomington. Um, I lived with my dad my whole life, so my dad moved to okay. um, where we live now before he passed away. Gotcha. Okay. So. Okay. Well, um, so can you kind of tell us a little bit about your mom? Um, yeah, I mean, I was six years old, so like, um, I only have uh, very few memories of her. Yeah. But I, like, remember her, like, we used to live in this trailer park in Bloomington, and she would always, like, play Ring Around the Rosie with us, <laughs> and, like, sing us songs, and, like, my dad, he had a, um, it was one of our old, uh, car chairs, mm. or car seats, and he tied it to the tree and made it into a swing, <laughs> so my dad would, like, or her and my dad would, like, bat us back and forth on the swings, because it was me, my sister, my dad, and my mom, mm-hmm. so, like, they would, like, bat us on the swings, and play with us, and joke around with us, and even after they broke up, like, my mom still 
came over and like her and my dad still cared about each other deeply. They just yeah. didn't realize they were a very good couple. Yeah. Yeah. And they like got along for the sake of me and my sister, but mm-hmm. I mean it was the wrong place at the wrong time kind of moment. Yeah, so uh, you'd mentioned when you reached out to us, just kind of wanting to talk a little bit about uh, your mom's case, kind of from your point of view and your family's point of view. So um, obviously in the moment that you were six years old, I'm sure it was a lot different than how you look back on it now, you know. Yeah, it definitely was because I also didn't know what was going on at the time. Mm. I just knew that, like, because when my dad found out, he was actually, we were at my grandma's because my grandma lived where we live now. On my mom, my dad's side, so my mom's mom. Mm-hmm. And we would go and see her over the weekend. So we would go Friday night and wouldn't come home su- till Sunday. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, because my dad was a single dad and, you know, like, he'd give him a break and time to, you know, like, re- rewind and have his alone. And so uh, my dad, we were playing games when my dad came and broke the news to us. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, he tried to say that he passed away from a heart attack because he didn't want to upset me. But I, like, called him right out right then. I was like, that's not true. Something else happened. You're not telling us the whole truth. How do you know? Like, how do you know he wasn't telling the truth? I have no clue. <laughs> I think I kids call it, know. I call it my daughter's intuition because it's, like, when he passed away, like, I threw up the same exact time he took his final breath. Oh. And, like, I was in a whole different, like, uh, county over than where he was because he was in hospice. Mm-hmm. And so it was, just like, I call it my daughter's intuition. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a real thing. I knew the moment that my father was killed, too. Like, my mom didn't even have to tell me what happened. I knew before she even came over to say. Yeah. 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 So, looking back on it now, um, as an adult, a young adult, what do you, what's kind of your recollection of what you think actually happened? Um, my mom she desperately wanted to get out of the situation she was in. And I don't think she knew how to find the resources to do that. So I know she's asked for help from different family members. And I mean, nobody really knew where to start. Mm -hmm. So, and then like, I think she just got frustrated with herself, but I think the night that she ended up passing away, she told them that she was done. She wasn't doing this anymore, went to go walk away and they freaked out and thought maybe she had a bug or she was going to snitch or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that nature. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different, like, theories out there, but that was the one that I came up with. Mm-hmm. But I've also had bits and pieces of information my entire life, so I'm not sure what I do know and what I don't know about that situation. Yeah. Or you're just trying to, like, yeah. put it together, put the pieces together that you have been told in your head and yeah yeah and information about your mom's story in general is scarce right so there's not that much like extra research that you could probably really do other than what you were told by police and what you may have been told by other people kind of around the situation well I have never talked to the police that worked in the mom's case I was told by family members, and then when I've gotten older, I've researched a whole bunch of, like, Google searches, and I've looked through, like, the newspaper articles written about her, but there was never really much information yeah, other than other people's information. Like, I always wanted to know, like, from the source, what information is out there versus what are people saying. 
Yeah. Yeah. What are the facts and what are like kind of the rumors and the things flying around? Yeah. Do you remember much of the investigation of, like, your family talking to the police or anything like that? Um, I do not, other than what they have told me. Um, like, uh, my parents, like, when I had gotten older, like, they tried to explain to me, like, why they couldn't do as much as they did, like, could do for her. And that was because she was out in the open, in the sunlight, for a very long time and so all the kind of evidence that could have been there wasn't really there anymore because mm-hmm. I mean we don't really know the day she passed away we just know the day she was found which is October 1st mm-hmm. and that was the day they declaimed her dead so that's what's on her but um the funeral records and everything else but we don't know the day she actually passed away yeah, yeah. so what are so you know we kind of when we looked into it and kind of did our research it certainly seemed to us that there was not a scenario where it wasn't the gentleman that she was in the woods with that day right yeah yeah is that kind of yours and your family's thought as well or or do you guys think that there's a possibility that it was not necessarily related to those three Um. months I'm not sure. Like, my whole life I've been told it was related to the three men that were with her. Um, but I don't know. Cause I, like, what I've heard from rumors is, like, there were multiple people around that area also. So I'm not sure if that's the truth or if that is something that's been elaborated. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, basically, if the three of them were with her, they should know something, even if they did not commit the yeah. murder. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. Did uh, and this might be something that is probably more what you've heard from maybe your grandma than what you might actually remember. But do you feel um, that there was enough investigation? Like, do you feel as though police did all they could? Um, I'm not really sure uh, because we did not come from a wealthy background. Which I mean, I know that shouldn't matter, but sometimes it does. And that's the unfortunate thing about life in general. Um, but I feel like there could have been more, even if it was just a little bit mm-hmm. done. Like, there's just so many unanswered questions. Yeah, that's kind of what it felt like to us as we were kind of, like, going through all the information, that there's a lot of unanswered questions. And with those three men, it felt like they should have been able to get some more of that information. At least we would hope. Yeah. Yeah, especially because their stories kept changing, too. Yeah. Like, I feel like that could have grown, grown into something more if they questioned them longer or, you know. Yeah, my question was always that it's really, really hard to get three people to stay on the same story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if an investigation had been thorough enough, I, my instinct would say that one of them would have flipped or said something that would have given themselves away or something like that at some point had there been like enough conversation or enough interviews or enough you know it takes a surprisingly a lot to actually be able to hold somebody for questioning you have to have a really solid reason to do that if you're police Um, but there are other ways to stay on top of somebody right that aren't necessarily like detaining them in in like a temporary hold right Mm -hmm. yeah I mean something I've heard my whole entire life was oh, they're waiting for them to slip up again, or they're waiting for them to say something or spill something, which is, like, 
I get that, but also how long is that going to take? Because, like, this October it'll be 12 years since she's been gone. Yeah. 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 And all three of them have been in trouble since. So I'm not sure. I haven't had any contact with them. Yeah, well, I looked through all their prison records, so they have all been in, in trouble since. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've all been in trouble since. I don't think any of them are currently incarcerated, but they all have been. Oh, one of them is currently incarcerated. Uh, two of them, I believe, are out now. Um, but they've all been in some significant legal trouble since then. A couple of them are. They all had an assault and battery on their records. Yeah, and I read about one of them having that um, assault and battery charge. And I feel like, because like, I like that was something that was posted on Facebook on a different group than I started. Because I started a new Facebook group because I feel like the other one was less of my mother and more personal for people just to post whatever. Uh-huh. So I ended up kind of like being like, okay, I'm the daughter. I'm going to be in charge now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as you should. As you nice. Should. Yes, take it over. Yeah, sometimes you have to. And that's, you know, sometimes things have to be a little bit more kind of grassroots than you know, we might want them or feel like they should have to be. And I think to your point too, like we don't want to believe that it matters where a family comes from or, you know, what somebody's background is. But yeah. I think the unfortunate fact is that it, it does have an impact on how things are investigated and how things are looked into and how long things stay in kind of a national consciousness, right? Or how much, how broad the news spreads about somebody tends to have a very direct relationship with, know kind of their perceived status right so oh did you have something sorry you look like you're about to say something oh no sorry <laughs> <laughs> so I um I think that's kind of a good time to maybe talk a little bit about some of the grassroots stuff that your family did right um can you talk about the some of the efforts that your family has made yeah um so my Grandma started the walk October 1st, 2011. So we've, I've done it like every single year with them. I didn't get to do it one year because it was like interfering with school and I couldn't miss school. Mm. And uh, I think I had like something very important at school that day that I couldn't miss. And then last year I didn't get to go because my grandmother, my dad's mom, who I lived with, had congestive heart failure and ended up passing. So we were dealing with a lot back then. And yeah. this year, I am leading the walk. Very cool. Nice. So I have published all the, like, invites on her group, chat, and everything else. Um, my grandma is, of course, co-hosting with me to help me transition into being able to take over these walks. So uh, we're working on posters and trying to get things together, trying to get a memorial board together. and. Uh, just kind of like reshape the walk because it has been so long and some of the things we were doing were kind of outdated like some of the signs some of the like ways we went about it so we're trying to find a way to modernize it and still keep the main purpose of the walk yeah can you talk about some of those efforts I'm really curious about kind of how you're trying to kind of redesign it and rethink it um well I'm trying to get more of her story out in the open Um, I feel like her story was a very closed off, like only certain people heard about it and it wasn't like the whole world heard about it or, you know, which I mean, I get that, but also like, it's important to know for the sake of other people. Cause I don't want some child going through what I had to go through 
And so I'm trying to get her story out. So we're trying to contact news, um, different news uh, sites, and try to get them out and see if we can pull something off that way. Uh, I um, we're working, like I said, we're working on new signs because we don't want the old, like outdated ones, like that say like five years ago because it's been twelve. Like we want everybody to get the idea that it's been twelve years too long. Yeah, no, definitely. No answers. Um get it out on more social media platforms mm-hmm. so it's not just this like facebook or you know one little pop-up every year yeah 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 that's the hard part is being like consistent with it and keeping everything you know you guys are doing the grassroots work to keep this in everybody's consciousness and yeah it's it's yeah. tiring it's tough work yeah yeah i feel like 12 years too long is a really to me that's a really poignant phrase to yeah. use for this because it is it is 12 years too long and I think something that we kind of felt after talking about it and, and researching it was that um, so many cases have so many twists and turns and so mm-hmm. many people potentially involved or or you have nobody potentially involved and something is just kind of a you know it feels like a very smoke and mirrors but with this it it, it seemed like it was kind of all right there right so yeah. I think the you know, to say it's been 12 years too long because this probably should have been open and shut. Yeah. Right. And it hasn't been. And every year that's gone by is a year too long. This doesn't mm-hmm. seem like something that takes, you know, 30 masterminds in a room years to unravel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you guys are trying to get some news outlets out. Um, obviously we're going to put this out as quickly as we can so that yeah. we can, um, kind of get as much, you know, support out there for you. I'm trying to talk my husband into driving us down to Bloomington. <laughs> Friday night is like a six-hour drive for us. <laughs> I'd like to see if we can. Uh, no, I don't, can't make any promises. I have two little kids. But it would be really great if we could because I, um, yeah, my heart just like, yeah. when I decided to look into your mom's case, I, um, I mean, we do a lot of stories, and mm-hmm. some of them really hit you, and some of them really don't. And this one really hit me, and, and kind of stuck with me yeah. through the research process and through the telling, and, and kind of through all of it. Because in so many ways, I kind of saw my own family reflected in yours, and it really kind of struck me in that way. So, can you talk a little bit about kind of the mechanics of the walk? Like, where are you meeting? What's the path? What What does that look like? Because on on the day, what does that look like? Yeah. So, um, when I like was younger, like we would go every year. So, it my dad used to take me. Now it's the person I live with now. But uh, what it looked like was we would go to People's Park in Bloomington, um, and then we would start there. We would like give them like a couple like thirty minutes to get all together. Excuse me. We would grab our poster and line up, and we would walk. Um, we would like following the road signs. <laughs> we would walk over to where uh, by the courthouse, the jail. We would also walk by where Lauren Spears was also last seen. Uh, the bar that she uh, was also last seen at, or you know, around that area, and just kind of like big pinpoints of these unsolved cases in our town mm-hmm. which shows people like we're still here we still care yeah. and it's not even all just about my mother anyway she was just one of the many victims 
of an unsolved case. I think that that was one thing that really struck me about like kind of how your grandma put everything together is like, she really wanted to make sure like everybody like that we were bringing attention to all of these different cases and people were really getting the attention that they needed. So I, I can't imagine how hard it is to coordinate all of that to hit all of those spots. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of hard. Um, especially because my grandma's had some health issues over the years. So it's very hard for her to keep up with it, which is why she's trying to slowly pass them on to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way, like, she can do the more of fighting instead of putting it all together. Yeah. yeah. And that way, you know, I hope that you don't have to keep doing this every year. But if you do, it's got to keep going, right? There has to be a way to keep it, to keep it going as long as it needs to keep going. So is... Is your route going to be the same this year, starting at People's Park and then moving past those those points of interest? Yeah, um, we're definitely going to keep the walk itself the same. Um, I don't know how it is going to look this year very well because this is kind of my first year taking like art control, but leaving. I'm just kind of playing it by ear because it is a lot of planning and a lot of stress and on top of everything else. I just want it to be a get-together for all who loved and cared about my mother and the other victims that mm-hmm. we are marking for, and just to get her story out there. So some two- and six-year-old little girl doesn't have to go through the same thing me and my little sister did. Yeah. yeah. It does sound like a wonderful way to at least have some community amongst those people because... I imagine how isolating it can be as like a six-year-old girl trying to Mm -hmm. understand that and trying to deal with that and, you know, not knowing who to talk to about it. Yeah, it was very hard. Building that community. Yeah, it's very hard as like, because I'm like a fresh grown-up now, so (laughs) I never really had like the quote-unquote normal childhood everybody else had. Which is like, it feels like my life is like a movie, like that didn't really happen, but it did. Girl, amen. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that's the thing is that stuff like this does happen. And that was, that was kind of the other thing about, and, and kind of the ethos of our show in general too, is, um, is just making sure that we bring attention to stories that are not otherwise brought attention to because, you know, we want to think that this stuff only happens in movies and books and, you know, campfire stories, but that's not true, mm-hmm. right? These things do happen and um, we have to make sure that people know that for some people it is reality, right? Yeah. And it's not a story. Yeah. Which is, like, so weird to me because, like, I am the type of person that likes true crime and listening to that kind of stuff, which you don't think I would have <laughs> since I lived it. But it's, like, it's so interesting to hear about different people's stories that are unlike and like my own. Yeah. It makes you feel less alone in the world. Yeah. yeah. It gives you, I mean, it's maybe in, in a way similar to the walk in the sense that it, give, it does give a kind of community, right? Like, there are other people that have lived experiences like yours, you know, and like your family. So, you know, I think that makes perfect sense from my point of view that 
you would do whatever you could to kind of feel like you're able to relate to people, you know, from whatever angle that you can, right? Definitely. So is the walk this year, it's October 1st? Mm -hmm. From 2 to 6 at People's Park. Perfect. So 2 to 6, October 1st at People's Park in Bloomington. So love people. Bloomington is really centrally located for a lot of people <laughs> in the Midwest. It's so, pretty right in the center, guys. It's right in the, it's smack dab in the middle of the Midwest. So <laughs> if that is a, a conceivable trip to take, um, I think it's really important that as many people as can get to that space to, Definitely. to walk for Crystal, to walk for Lauren, to walk for you know, anybody else whose case is unsolved in Bloomington and the surrounding area, um, and to bring that attention because it, it has been 12 years too long, and these families deserve to know that they have somebody else in the fight with them. there anything else you'd kind of want to make sure that people knew about your mom or her story her case um the biggest thing was my mom was a human like of course she made mistakes of course her life wasn't a walk in the park but she still deserves as much justice as the next person mm -hmm. it's not something that should have been swept under the rug or ignored this is some serious stuff we're dealing with and I wish some of the grown-ups in this situation would grow up and help us out here. Because <laughs> we're, we're trying, but we need someone to meet us halfway. Which yeah. is why we're trying to get her word out as much as possible. To try, like I said, to try to make sure that this doesn't happen to anybody else. Mm -hmm. That someone has their mother, that has their sister, has their friend. And doesn't have to live with what my family has lived through. We're really, honestly, like I said, just moved to be a little part of that. Yeah. yeah. We so really appreciate really you reaching out, and we want to do whatever we can to get people there for you and kind of get the yeah. word out. So. And get people there for you in spirit, too. Yeah. So, if, you know, <laughs> for people that can't make the trip, at least sharing the information and, you know, just drumming up as much interest kind of as possible to to keep this thing moving. Yeah. Because right? that's... A lot of times with long-term unsolved cases, it is people on the ground angry and fighting for things to get done that do make investigators feel that pressure yep. to, to not necessarily reopen a case because they never want to call it cold, but to um, take a look with fresh eyes, to reconsider. In 12 years, I'm sure there's been a lot of turnover mm -hmm. in that department. Maybe there needs to be somebody young and fierce you know, like you, that wants to take another look at it within that police force as well. Yep. Definitely. I know some of the people who went over my mom's case don't work with that department anymore. Okay. So why not have someone new look over it? Someone who might have a connection or have been through the same thing? Maybe someone who's been through a similar situation will have more eyes open. Yeah. Yeah. And more tenacity. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, at the end of the day, people know what happened, right? There are three men that know what happened. There are whoever those men talked to in the intervening years that know what happened. Mm -hmm. So, you know, anything that can be done to just get somebody else to want to put that pressure down could the be a difference. Exactly. Oh, 100%. 100%. 
Yeah. And we are definitely going to find it one way or, well, not one way or another, but we're definitely going to have to come up. We'll say almost one way or another. It'll come up almost one way or another. Listen, we're willing to do stuff. <laughs> like, I guess, um, like, it's going to come out. It's going to have to come out because my family's not giving up on this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like we, we've died down a lot from where we've been, but really we're behind the scenes too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're posting, we're talking, we're we're gonna get to the bottom of this. Yeah, you mentioned some Facebook groups. Can you let our listeners know what those were? Um, yeah, I started one. Uh, it's just called Crystal Grub. It gives us the rundown. It's the one where she's just holding one baby. There's two. The profile picture is of her holding me as a baby. There's another one that my grandma started, where she's holding my sister and I'm sitting in front of her. Mm-hmm. So there's two to look at. Uh, the one that is on the one where she's just holding me uh, has the all the information about the walk, what time, where, and uh, what it's going to look like. There's a description over her story. Uh, there's some resources to check out. So, I mean, that's the one that I would, I would follow. <laughs> Fair. Okay. So we'll definitely be uh, linking to that certainly on our social media. Um, we will both join it personally. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. Um, we'll encourage our friends to do the same. And we encourage all of our listeners to do the same as well. Yep. We'll share everything on Proud. We want to get, again, faces, voices, thoughts all over there for you guys. Yeah. And there's other ways too, people. So if you're not able to get out there, if you're not able to, um, to join a walk, you can always send an email. and these police departments they've got their they have to legally have their contact information free to the public so um and we are the public you are the public so exercise that voice as well because it's it's it may take that many voices to yeah to get this thing done but we all should take part in that kind of as a a human collective because like you said your mom was a human and she deserves that dignity and she deserves that fight Stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. We really, really do appreciate it. Yeah, um, we really do. And I appreciate you guys covering her story. Not a lot of people have the guts to cover a story like this. And like I said, it does get pushed under the rug. It was kind of an accident that I ran into you guys because I just do like my every once in a while Google search about her and it popped right up. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is exciting. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I was like sending it to all my family members. I was like, you guys have to listen to this. You have to listen to this right now. <laughs> I mean, that's that's really, really important to yeah. us. Just that, like, it's not just the the Jeffrey Dahmers of the world that get attention <laughs> in some yeah. kind of media form. It's It's got to be, you know, we did a case that was, like, my husband's childhood friend's mm-hmm. sister, right? And these wow. kind of smaller smaller towns and lesser known cases because yeah you know the stories need to be they need to be out there yeah most definitely yeah, yeah. so we appreciate you so much thank oh my gosh so much thank you so much, so much. So much. yeah i appreciate you guys thank you so much like you do not know how much this means to me and my family uh, i'm glad it, it means the same it means as much to us i promise so yeah, seriously uh, please send our best to your family and to your grandma and if we're not, if I'm not there on Saturday, I'm definitely with you in spirit. Definitely. definitely. I will be driving to Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> we have a 
medical thing. We have to drive to Minnesota. So, but no, thank you so much. Well, thank you for taking the time out of your day to talk to me. I really appreciate it. We are so glad to. Anytime. So glad to. All right. Always feel free to reach out to us. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks. Take care. Bye. All right, friends, so please do look out for that group on Facebook and uh, join the walk if you can. Post about it if you can't. Uh, encourage your other Midwestern friends to, to get there if they can. And if nothing else, just that support online um, can help even, like, if news outlets can see that several hundred or thousand people are interested in something, that makes it more likely for them to pick it up. Anything like that can really, really help. Uh, Abby and her grandma and their efforts on getting this, the attention on this case. Yeah. On, honestly, guys, like, I know it can be really easy to be cynical about talking about true crime and things like that. But these, this is kind of the big reason why we always wanted to do this is to get the word out. And, you know, it really can help put pressure on police. Yeah. And Crystal deserves it. Heck yes. So, friends, thank you for hopping on and listening to this special mini-sode of Midwretched. Um, and like we said, use your voice to help get this stuff done. Most definitely. All right. See you again soon, guys. Bye, friends. We love you. Bye, friends.